1: You already
0: know everything they could teach you. You already know everything they could say. We are here to remind you what you already, already, already already know. I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him, and that, in fact, it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person, and that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them, can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks. And at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from and I just wanted to let you know that vagina talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one so feel free to chime in as we go along without further ado today's episode Hello and welcome back to Vagina Talks. I am Sophia Wiseman, your dedicated and humble host. I am excited. Am I? Am I humble? I read a sign once that said, um, "Don't be, don't be humble. You're not that special." And it really made me giggle with delight for a really long time because it's like, yeah, right, exactly. Like, be humble. Don't be humble. I don't know. This came out. I had a moment. Humble. I feel that way. I'll say it's. I feel honored. What's coming up for me is I feel honored for you to join me again and and be on this journey of self-discovery that I get to be a mirror for your own um, awakening and remembering. I'm excited to share with you a really talented and magical being that we're going to get to know together today. And uh, her name is Nadine Artemis. She is the creator of Living Libations, an exquisite line of serums, elixirs, essential oils for those seeking the purest of the pure, botanical, natural health, and beauty products on the planet. Does that sound like our person or what? Nadine is a gifted aromacologist. Do you even know that existed? I just found out. And visionary who gathers and works with purest ingredients from around the world. Through living libations, Nadine offers beauty and natural health products that bring out the strength of the botanicals without reliance on synthetics. Because that's like a thing to like alter the things and bring them forward. This is like, let the plants, we have a mantra here in my, in my land. One of the things that happens a lot. And I say, let the plants help, let the plants help. They are begging to help us by drawing on her gifts of synesthesia, gift of synesthesia, with which scent is also depicted as a living color. Yes. Nadine is able to tap into the purest plant essences, enabling her to create the most sublime botanical compounds. As everyone is everyone as in love as I am? I think so. Alanis Morissette described Nadine as a true sense visionary. Nadine has the greatest collection of rare and special oils. She has a wondrous knowledge and a passion for it all. And the Aveda founder, Horst Rocklebotter, wow, Re- Re- right? Isn't that Reckelbacher? Horst Reckelbacher calls Nadine a pure flower of creativity. Nadine Artemis is the author of two books, including Renegade Beauty, Reveal and Revive Your Natural Radiance, and Holistic Dental Care, The Complete Guide to Healthy Teeth and Gums. She has a brick and mortar store in Venice, California, and an expansive online store as well. Sex, lube, flora, health, breast well being, so much expertise, so much sensitivity. Nadine, welcome.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here.
0: I'm really excited. I just the so one of the things that uh, we would talk about a lot. We like hang out um, here on Virginia Talks is this uh, this thing of being a medicine caller, and a medicine caller is uh, someone who connects and calls forth medicine. And so it's a non line it's not like a lineage reference. It's just kind of like a descriptor, like an empath or something. It's like someone who Mm -hmm. has the ability and you can be trained or you can be untrained and initiated, uninitiated. It's like a whole thing that's come kind of come to me over the past few years. And just as I read and and tap into and connect with you, I just have that sense of you really walking as a medicine caller, seeing and creating spaces to let medicine take place. So welcome welcome you and welcome your medicine
1: thank you and you're reminding me of a fun call i had with an ayurvedic astrologer and she said and she didn't know my work because she doesn't like to know that going in and she just looked at the charts and then her first words out was like tell me if i have this right your dharma is to heal disease through beauty oh and i was like that's really good
0: That's really good.
1: Yeah. Powerful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Beauty is such a, um, talk about something that I think we're in the process of reclaiming that's been so wrapped up in, uh, in, in shame, like either Mm -hmm. not being beautiful enough or being too beautiful. Mm-hmm. Or being, um, you know, being beautiful. Beautiful only being valuable from an external point of view, like a beauty for or, someone or yeah, else. Yeah, it's
1: just such a consumer concept now. You know, which it just, which to me, beauty is. You know, beauty is when you're not beauty. When you're like sunset forest, flower, whatever you're engaging with, that's actually, you're so stunned by the beauty that you are not, your ego doesn't exist in those moments, mm. whether that's like an orgasm or just looking at that sunset, it's able to take you out of who you are. And, but now it just seems like beauty is this applied to you. And when we think of things like, uh, you know, vibing and hanging out, understanding our v- relationship to our vagina more, or something like that, to me, I feel like that's when I go into issues, I want to take you there through beauty, by just understanding and bringing beauty to that relationship. Mm -hmm. Then I think, yeah, that other stuff, the imbalances, or a stronger word like disease, Mm -hmm. that, you know, then we can bring the balance back.
0: I'm already, I'm like transported, like take take me, Nadine, like take me, take me into the land of vagina, beauty, well-being and health. You've like opened a doorway, I'm like, take me farther. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's also good, like I like to call, think about like getting back to the garden, mm. which, you know, is kind of that. The vaginal aspect of our being, which in other periods of time and in other cultures, it was sort of seen as the seat of our soul as well. And it's and sort of this special portal of an area that empowered women or, you know, in previous in history. But really, I think present time. It's sort of seen the, you know it's like there's all these issues with the vagina. And when I was in, um, in university, it was really cool. Cause I was doing, a, my degree in, in women's studies, which was very, uh, interdisciplinary. So I'd have courses in, you know, philosophy and film, um, you know, African women or women's lit in early America. So it was just all over the place, which was great. It was really diverse. Um, and we were studying things like our bodies ourselves was like one of our textbooks, uh-huh. which was amazing. Um, and so I did, w- I did papers on, um, like Taoism and, and, women and understanding their culture relating to, you know, our, our genitals, which was very different. Um, I also did my thesis on orgasm, the female orgasm. And, and that was really neat sort of taking in concepts of like It kind of through Western history, the vagina was seen and women were seen as, um, you know, excess body fluids, um, being a body that can't be contained Mm. um, and only ever in view. I mean, so binary, only in view of like, okay, the standard is the male. So then. Um, you know, so we've seen like maybe the vagina is an inverted penis or um, women don't orgasm because we can't see it like we're seeing the male. And so all, all of our medicine, the Western medicine, is based on the male model and then where the woman's body diverges. Not only is it opposite, but it's inferior mm. and different. It's sort of like the Freudian, um, you know, the dark continent of women's bodies all these Uh, really nasty (laughs) colonial racist um you know patriarchal definitions and that's how women and vagina were chiseled out but i like to let people know that the geography of the vagina is so much more expansive and Mm. diversified and multifaceted and nuanced than really has been imaginary, imagined in medical study and, you know, these, the Freudian philosophies and the, and the current mass marketers of feminine hygiene. My, my thesis was kind of interesting because I was actually looking to undo – because I found, like, everything everything's so dualistic in Western culture – including obviously the genitals and male, female and all of that. And so, and so is actually writing an essay, right? You're like A, B, A, B, therefore Mm. I, I side with A or B. And Mm. I really wanted to even disrupt the, the, the format the binary format of an essay. And so I use the metaphor of multiple orgasms (laughs) to sort of disrupt that so that at the end of it, we had neither A nor B, but a whole new world of C. Yes. Which was about, you know, multiple expressions, multiple orgasms, and even multiple sites where, where there could be an orgasm on the body. But even Freud really created a division between like vaginal and clitoral orgasms. And if you weren't moving towards... Clitor- vaginal orgasms which was what a proper mature woman would do a clitoral is seen as just juvenile Aww. female world Heck no uh-huh. Uh-huh. and so uh-huh. you got people like marie bonaparte this is like deep philosophy but he, he she was one of his um key female uh students let's say but obviously they are not young students we're sort of at I don't know, probably in their 20s. But anyway, so much to the fact of her stressing out about not having vaginal orgasms that she had surgery to move her clitoris closer to her vagina. And so literally, he sort of cre- like he created this other kind of uh you know, through a philosophical sort of clitoridectomy um, you know, but then it actually translated into some real life stuff where people are having surgery so that's sort of the basis of what we're trying to get out of right now wow. and really, you know, understand like that, you know, the vagina is a beautiful area of the body. And mm. so I just, um, yeah, you know, I joke that our lovely labia that we've become afraid, of, yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, and then, and then we're trying to, you know, have this sort of understanding of our, of, of that area of our body. And then, but with the surge of things like internet pornography, and vagina is now being airbrushed like a commodity we have newfound fears about this whole right. area this whole geography of our being
0: right like the the whole envolva um, surgery cosmetic surgery yes
1: which is so yeah. and then airbrushing so vulvas, crazy geez. and it was, there was a 1973 issue of playgirl magazine that promoted the act of circum, circumcision of women calling it the kindest cut of all so we often you know think of it as this issue in another kind of country uh-huh. and it doesn't happen here but it was literally happening in america until 1977 and but now we kind of have it still but it's just under the guise of of gen, female genital cosmetic surgery right and so it's like we've come a long way <sighs> and we haven't
0: yeah and and you know one of the things that I think people don't realize, and I, I have no idea how much people get educated on this is that one of the things about surgery in general is that scar tissue doesn't behave the way that other tissue yeah. behaves, and so yes. um so it's one of the things that and there's lots of things that we can do about that like it's that's not like scar tissue behaves differently because it saves us and rebuilds us, and so it gets a different kind of treatment and I'd actually be curious about I imagine you I, I would imagine you have botanicals that are part of that process that about, um, you know, vaginal ripping during birth or mm-hmm. a surgery, a C-section or, um, or a mastectomy or any kind of surgery that happens anywhere in the body where there's an incision and then the healing of that. That there's ways that we can tend those tissues so that the. The um, crisscross the like net of scar tissue mm-hmm. which doesn't have the same kind of circulation and doesn't have the same kind of sensory input that we can help that net heal in, in such a way and really kind of minimize the scar tissue and optimize the the slower um, rebuilding of 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 nerves and sensitivity and tissue and circulatory system because the body can really build and it needs helps help to to do that.
1: Um, You're exactly right. And yeah, we, we want to have those, any keloids, we want to prevent them from getting, you know, from getting the keloids and getting that area, like that different texture, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: the texture of a scar. And yeah, and through my work, I know of no other thing um, other than essential oils and botanicals that can really, and obviously it depends on which ones, but they can really, you know, work on new and old scars Mm. and really, eventually change them if you have consistent application
0: can you tell us about that a little bit can we just like get in a little bit yeah, and be gritty about that because yeah. like there's so, so many we get scars from so many different things I know, scars all over gritty. my body from like injuries <laughs> and surgeries and um yeah
1: yeah if we talk about like so just a general scar it could be anywhere yeah. um you know the oils like immortelle frankincense rose auto classic like lavender mm. myrrh those mm. are all good we do you know, I'm, I do have something that I've made for everything. You can, as long as you're working with pure authentic essential oils, you can make up blends like that. And we have a line called, uh, within our line called doodabs. dabs. And so we have four Mm. different kinds. There's the jewel dab, the doodab, dab, the be do dab and the zippity doodab. dab. (laughs) (laughs) And they're all for different types of scarring. Um, but really, you know, if you only had one of them, they would work. So what you, and what you can do too, if it's a fresh thing, a fresh incision, essential oil undiluted is actually what you want to be using. Again, I'm only talking about pure, right. pure, real oils, and you want to do a patch test first. But, you know, if you have a little cut or a, a fresh incision, you could just even use something simple like frankincense or immortelle or rose auto undiluted. And what that's going to do is it's going to clean, it's going to disinfect, it's going to be antibacterial, antiviral like nothing else. And at the same time, it's going to... Um, start healing the skin and getting the skin to naturally suture like in a in a metaphorical way not with any kind of stitching Mm -hmm. and um and that can go that and if it's even open exposed to your body it's still okay that the essential oil is in there because it's cleaning and clearing and you'll have it closure sooner than anything else and then you just keep working on that and applying that but once the skin's sealed then you can bring in a little bit of a lube oil to that, like an organic jojoba. Mm -hmm. And you would still want to go strong, like sort of drop for drop, like a drop of jojoba to a drop of frankincense. And I'm just giving, you know, a really simple kind of formula. And then when the skin's sealed, you do that little combo and you just keep applying it. And then that will prevent the keloid formation. And if it's an old scar, you're going to do the same thing. It's just a really potent essential oil blend with a carrier like... um you know, rosehip seed oil, or again, the jojoba, and you just work it in and it will shift.
0: Wow. The, what's coming up for me is that that is some like serious dosage, right? Like yeah. that is, that is like not for like people who are just coming into the world of a, of um, essential oils. That is, I mean, that is some like heavy, heavy dosage, which makes sense because we're talking about scar. I mean, we're talking about like, yeah, it's like, an acute area, you know, cute, and you right, spreading
1: it all over your body. Right, right, it's just right. like that one little area. But yeah, it, it is. But again, if you've tested it on your skin and your yeah. skin's totally cool and you know it's real, yeah. then you're going to get the medicine of it.
0: Awesome. Oh my gosh. I see. I'm like this, just this little bit. I'm just like, I'm going to use this <laughs> for the rest of my life. Uh, <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah. Um, what did you just say? That I, do you have something you want to say? I think I no, just had a okay. question. Okay. Um, uh, I'm literally just thinking of all the people I know that are in recover, scar recovery right now. Oh, like making a list yeah. of people in my head. Um, They're
1: your friends. The oils, yeah. I really, yeah. You know, and breaking open a don't break open a capsule of vitamin E oil. Just don't. It's so useless. And most vitamin C E, sorry E in the capsules is totally synthetic.
0: Hmm. so you so jojoba rosehip oil do you have other like carrier oils that are your
1: i think well see buckthorn Lovely. That's sort of a. It's like it's like um, it's a bit of an essential oil and a fat oil because wow. it's so potent. And but it's like a, a po- it's still like this essential oil extraction extraction, but it has the fat, the essential fatty acids in it too, because we have a very special supercritical extraction that's made.
0: Whoa.
1: So that's amazing for scars. You know, myrrh is amazing. You could even look at the doodabs on our site and like all of the oils that we're using in them. Those are all your amazing ones for scars.
0: Right. It's like a little backwards yeah. DIY <laughs> recipe. Yeah. Just like reverse,
1: <laughs> reverse engineer. And in yeah. my book, I have a whole chapter on recipes, which includes um, ones for scars and stuff.
0: That's beautiful. Do you. Um, I'm like, I just, my, I got very excited in a bunch of different, different directions. Okay. <laughs> one of the things I want to ask you about, can you talk about your synesthesia and your seeing sense? Sure. It's one yeah. of my favorite things that, um, that as, you- we as humans do is, is have synesthesia. So
1: yeah. Do you ha- experience <clears throat> it? Um,
0: I don't, I feel like there's like, we are missing a language around a couple different senses, Yes. like that we have way more than five senses. And yes. then, so in that regard, I know I have other senses that cross over. Like I would say that my knowing, I have a yes. I have like a knowing that becomes a body sensation. I yeah. get like physical sensations around um what could be like an like an intellectual or information knowing. So I feel like my yeah. those like cross between senses. The Clairs,
1: Yeah. the,
0: the- yeah. 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 And Claire audience. And so I don't know if, I don't know if I've talked about Claire. it. We'll talk, we'll go over the Clairs. So the Clairs, clairvoyant. Claire's is clarity. It's like clear. So clear seeing. So clairvoyant, clairaudient, um, clairsentient, claircognizant, clair, let's see. What's the smell one? Claire. Oh, Uh-oh. I should know that. Yeah. it's. Uh, I think it's uh, like not oral, but uh, not. Uh, uh, I was saying, yeah. I think yeah. it's like
1: an O, an OS. It's an
0: O, O-S. Um, oh, Google. So all this, right? <laughs> exactly. All the, <laughs> all the players to- <laughs> We'll put it in the show notes. We'll just make a list of players in the show notes.
1: Perfect. Yeah. So then the Cinesate. Well, I think too, like, I do think we're missing some of the sensory stuff and Steiner goes into, I think, gosh, 12 senses. Hmm. Yeah. Rudolf Steiner. Um, oh, and then, right. Because he has like the styles. Yeah. Yeah, right. I I never thought about those as
0: senses before. I just thought of them as learning styles, but of course that is s- same same. He relates them
1: to the senses too because I like that he always brings things to a wide area. Mm. I also think that when the five senses are in harmony and you have a knowledge of them, yeah. I think that then you get the sixth sense. So then I feel like that's sort of when the clairs kick in. You right. get the that's the intuition part. I think you need to engage the senses as a whole. Yeah. And then you're getting other intuition which really intuition is is something we all have and it's about you know listening to the thoughts it's about you it's the thoughts you're receiving rather than the ones that the monkey mind is creating Mm -hmm. and when you can start sort of like stranding those out yeah and listening getting into that other river then you're totally kicking into your intuition and then synesthesia which really doesn't have anything to do with intuition I think on a scientific level, but, and, you know, you don't know that this isn't the way people are perceiving the world until you're older and here it's a thing. But, um, for me, so it's about, it's a combination of senses. It's usually like two. Yeah. So for some people they see, or when they smell, they'll see geometrical shapes or my, my partner when he creates music, yeah. it's shapes. He's like literally sort of putting a puzzle together. So for him it's sound and shape. Yeah. For me, it's color and smell or just color and everything I'm thinking about. So every thought, like even if you say June or Friday or anything, color always comes with it. So when I'm blending, I I do smell as I go along, but I almost don't have to because I'm literally blending color in my imagination. And then that translates into creating amazing formulas.
0: Oh, That's so dope. That's kind of fun. That's so cool. Yeah, I dated someone who had synesthesia and they saw sound. That was like oh, the then wow. uh, the you know and it's like and they're a musician <clears throat> and uh, Perfect. make lots of make lots of medicine when they and see the sound um, and also could feel it in this which we all can feel sound. There's a I referred to them as a sounding board and it actually really mm-hmm. taught me about. Um, the, taught me about authenticity Mm -hmm. because, um, this person was like really, really upped my, my authentic game because when I used words that didn't match my, um, like the energy I was putting out, my vibrational, my like feeling broadcasting. If Mm -hmm. I used words that were contrary to my feeling broadcasting, they literally couldn't, um follow me they're like the, the way that their like system and brain worked would it would it would crossfire. fire And they would Mm -hmm. just be like, I can't, I can't hear, like you're like, like, and it would just feel like even if I was talking quietly and I was using all the right language techniques (laughs) of communication, but I was like saying the thing of just being like, I really appreciate, but my, I was like what you're saying and I'm glad you told me, but all my energy was like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they would be like, I can't, like, they would just literally like, it was painful, it was physically painful for them. And uh, and this one time I was talking and I was like saying, quote unquote, the words, if you like wrote them down, saying all the right things. And they said to me, um, I feel like you're throwing daggers at me. Yeah. And it was this moment where I stopped because one of my symptoms in my PMDD that I had in my 20s, my like just extreme just cyclical really painful time in my life, was one of my symptoms that I would have during my uh, luteal phase, my like before premenstruals time, was that I would get the sensation of physically being stabbed all over my body. It started with my thighs, and slowly over the years, it like went farther. And as I healed, it, it stopped. And it was this turning point where I realized that it wasn't a metaphor. I was actually throwing daggers at them, and I had been throwing daggers at myself. Wow. And I was like, okay, okay. Well, I don't want to do that to you, and I don't want to do that to me. <laughs> so thank you. So it was, they were such, it was such an interesting, like, gift in terms of, like, whereas I could say, I could be saying the most ridiculous thing, but if it matched what I was feeling they could follow while long my story all day. Right. <laughs> so it was it really taught me the difference between like saying what you're supposed to be saying or like doing the thing and like the, like the real embodiment, like what was I really yeah, putting into the environment? integrity, having it line up. Like, exactly, exactly. That made me snap. Yes, exactly. <laughs> integrity, that, the lineup, the like, yeah, huge. It was such a, such a powerful time. Um, That's awesome. And do you, when you make these blends, do you Mm -hmm. make a recipe that -hmm. then gets like, so you like do the blend and you see the color, right? And Mm -hmm. then it's like, you see, it's like, and you have all the feelings about the colors. You're like, yes, that's it. Like, that's the information. And then that brew gets replicated, right? Mm -hmm. And then sold. And then do you Mm -hmm. find that you need to do that repeatedly when you get a new batch of like, how much does it change? Like, like, you know, cause you know, r- plants change, right? So it's yeah, like, you get oh, a bunch sure. of roses and then you do this work with this particular batch of Rosotto and then, you know, two years go by, yeah. you have a whole new batch of Rosotto. Do you find that you need to come back to, can you, yeah, and can you. That's a great ch- yeah. question
1: because we are, we're working with the natural world and we love it. And so Oof. it's about creating consistency yet knowing it's gonna vary right, so besides like there's the quality control of like smelling every so generally speaking, we'll have hopefully two, if not three amazing perfect, amazing distillers for every beautiful raw material we have mm. and um so and then we'll smell the batches of rosado, and you know, usually we'll go with the same one, but they were like, oh, you know what, like the Turkish one this year or the Usually it's from Bulgaria, but then Morocco might have a really good one that's better than that year in Bulgaria. So we'll make those mm-hmm. decisions. Mm-hmm. And we're always just like, all, you know, we're only dealing with the best. And then it's like, what's the best of the best right now? Mm. And then while each one, there, you know, each one does be a bit different, it, it generally works it, you know, it generally, there's just like subtle nuances. Yeah. And then once in a while, you know, there'll be a little like color will be deeper or whatever, but also our clients know that that's a bit of the beauty of it too. Right. It's like fine wines. They will vary from year to year, right but at the end of the day, it's still like a cabinet a cab, whatever a wine is, whatever wine metaphor. Right.
0: Yeah. Cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. It's, you know, that, um, uh, just the plants. I'm so I'm like, grateful yeah. for the plants.
1: Oh, my God. We're just so lucky. Mm. There's so much that's uh, great there. I think of them as the, you know, they're the cosmic chemists. Mm. They're taking all the molecules from the cosmos, from the sunshine, the rays of light, the water, the air, all the elements, and then making this in their little plant factories into these beautiful substances to share with humanity. Mm. And uh, I'm... Just so glad that that yeah, that we lined up for this lifetime, and that I get to create with them as my palette
0: it's so beautiful. I was at the new england women 's Herbal conference this summer. I spent a lot of many many years there, and I was there this year and was having this moment. I just had this epiphany, I could hear all the plants. I could hear them singing this song going like, you think nothing can help you with what you're struggling with, but I can. It's all I do all day. If you want help, I can help you. I'm made for that. I can help you. It's what I do all day oh that's let great. me help you and that's when i really was like let the let them help like they're just singing yeah. all day like you think you can't have any help but i i actually do that all day like you i can help i can help you with that is like what the plants <laughs> are saying all day i was like if you i mean that's just what i do so i can help you with that
1: oh, totally yeah
0: it's beautiful can you tell us
1: about um yoni flora mm-hmm. that's so important good one <laughs> yeah so really it all starts with the like yeah so there's like our vaginal microbiomes and then there's like literally going through the vaginal microbiome at birth which sets up our vaginal microbiomes so right um, you know the idea being that a baby gets birth through the the birth canal and and then as they're slipping and sliding through that Little canal, they're getting inoculated with um, the mother's, ma- the maternal um, microbiome genome. So it comes, it's it, the genome, the microbiome's genome is passed down through the maternal line, and then uh, ideally you're going through the birth canal, getting inoculated with um, the the flora in the mother's vagina, and then. Uh, you come out, and we have this white, waxy, vernix sheath all over our bodies, which, mm-hmm. unfortunately, in today's rush to rinse the babies, they rin- rinse off this probiotic patina that we need for a few days. Yeah. And then, you know, ideally, the design was that you're breastfed, and then the scientists were always confused about that why there was so much undigestible starch in breast milk, and now we know that it's these 200... Um, Oligosaccharides, which are these sort of sugar starches, um, they're prebiotics. Prebiotics, and so they, they
0: feed the growth. Yes, exactly. Yes.
1: Yeah. And so the issue with formula, besides all of the crazy ingredients that are in there, but let's say you found like the perfect formula that was like, I don't know, just making something up like goat milk and some special fats and all that. That's totally, you know, and obviously I know that sometimes formula is the only option. And Life I know sometimes the cesarean's the only option. Yeah. I was just sort of saying that the design, yeah. um, is that, uh, you know, no matter what, it's not going to have these prebiotics in it to then inoculate, to then get the immune system going in the child, you know, so that, so if you are doing some kind of homemade formula, do think about prebiotics and probiotics and actually, um, Donna Gates has a lot of work on that. So if you do need to find a formula alternative, and even if it's, you are breastfeeding and stuff, it is really good to do a lot of, uh, probiotic stuff with babies because we're now inheriting, right? Like our grandmother's, genome and they might've had antibiotics and that kind of stuff. So there's a bit of rebuilding to do with our entire microbiome. And I'm sure people have heard about by now, like the gut microbiome and gut health. So that's great. But there are other microbiome areas in our body, including the breasts, the mouth is a huge area. The skin is a huge area and the vaginal microbiome is really a huge area as well. And obviously can easily come off balance as anybody that may have had a a vaginal infection. That's when your microbiome's off. That's when it gets itchy and everything. So um, so caring for the, the vaginal microbiome is very important. And our modern setup of vaginal care is a bit crazy. Mm. Um, you know, whether it's, uh, birth control pills that will throw up, throw up, <laughs> that will throw <laughs> off the, um,
0: that could make you throw up, yeah.
1: um, throw off your, uh, microbiome. They, they do that besides they actually make your body think it's in menopause, which is a whole other, you know, and they can disrupt the thyroid and cl- cause blood clots and a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so whether it's the birth control pills or the arrays of industrial tricks that promise to perfume and make polite the, the uh, sort of effluvia of these fluids, which I was sort of referring to before as these, you know, seeing that the bodies and the vagina are not able to contain the fluids, right? You've got the menstruation and the ovulation.
0: Right, that we were leaking.
1: Yeah, we're just these leaky creatures, um and so we are aren't we there's this sort of idea to just submit rain just yeah just totally
0: raining and so they
1: want these secretions to be technologically tamed and so then we then there's a whole bunch of people created like you know the douches the deodorants the wipes the powders the shower gels all drenched in chemicals and even things from you know sprays and foams and Gels, even for lubrication, are, you know, they're all meant to, like, change, sanitize the smell. Um, <sighs> and, and what these things actually do is they change the flora and flora of our uh, vaginal area. They actually cause the vaginal cells to atrophy. So something like a KY jelly, which is, seems, I'm sure it seems like a better choice because it's, like, simple ingredients. It's not weird and smelly. Um, but it's main ingredient is glycerin, which sounds kind of natural. Um, but besides that, it's, um, high in sugar, which is then going to throw off the, the balance of the flora. It's also the glycerin causes osmolarity in the cells, which quick explanation is when the cell is trying to balance itself. So then it releases its water. So you're getting a surface um, lubricant. Like you're like, yeah, obviously you're lubed for that moment, but you're creating long-term cellular drought. And under a microscope scope, it makes the vaginal cells look shrunken like raisins. And oh then my goodness, they slough off more inside the vagina. And then you're looking at a situation that creates an environment where STDs can be transmitted more because you've left your vaginal cells in a vulnerable state. And that's just one of the ingredients that we're putting up there, you know. Not to mention bleached tampons full of GMOs and dioxins. And that area, this skin, is very thin. It's obviously it's like the inside of our mouths. It's one cell thick or one cell thin, and everything's it's like a straw. And it's bringing it all. It's just drinking it all in, mm. and in this very precious apex of our being, and um, you know, letting it go into the bloodstream a lot faster then putting it on our skin skin now things on our skin go in too, but the the tissue isn't quite as vulnerable and don't you know and then there's things like vaginal bleaching cream and uh, and that's supposed to you know get our self-esteem going but we have to actually find a way to you know enjoy and experience self-esteem without vaginal bleaching cream (laughs) we got to do it yeah
0: yeah well, and that connects back to right this notion of like beauty, this idea of like who is it for, and like who who has it, and like who yes. get like, who gets it. I just had this experience. I um am just uh, I had this experience. I went on a date recently, which is. Dean doesn't know this, but everyone else on this epic journey with me knows that that's that's news. Um, so I went on a date recently and I had this experience the whole time of like, oh my God, I'm the sexiest I've ever been. I'm so sexy. I literally walked in front of a mirror and like yelled to the person in the room. I was like, I'm so sexy. How can you even handle it? Like, I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, ah. And it was just this experience of like, I said, I was like, I've never felt this good. And it's like, because I've never felt this good before. Like I just, I feel good and whole and well in my body. Like I, I'm, and the word feel is primary in that. Like I'm feeling yeah. myself. I'm feeling what I'm feeling. And I, I am, I can feel this vibrant, vivacious, like rising self and it feels good. It feels good. And that's what's sexy. It's like It was not, you know, it was, I really appreciated being of someone who was like into the same, was like into my fishnets. I was like, I'm into my fishnets. I'm glad you're into my fishnets. (laughs) You know, like that was satisfying, but it wasn't there. um,
1: It wasn't because of the fishnets. No.
0: uh Uh-uh. It was like, (laughs) I felt, I wanted to wear fit. Well, that's like, I'm I'm on a big spider medicine trip right now. So I'm wearing almost everything is like netted or crinkled. Like I'm like in a big, (laughs) big, big spider medicine trip. So, um. Yeah. And so yeah. So this process of like coming, you know, I was thinking about this the other day of just like we I was oh, I was just was it last night? I was sitting I was crying into boxes last night with some friends. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I am living somewhere right now and I actually have two beds in the house, but I don't have a room. I have a closet. Um <laughs> so it's like a, it's like a very funny time in my life and I had three boxes that I was like, these three boxes could become two boxes, you know, and as in the process of like sorting them. And I just like at some point I just kind of collapsed it and was just crying into the boxes and was just like, what? like it's just just like it's just so full and just full of the things. And I was just having this experience of like, you know. It, being in relationship with people, anybody, like being talking to another person, once you are on this journey of self-awareness means just like watching yourself be who you are, right? Like mm-hmm. be who you are or pretend or perform to be someone you're not, right? It's just so self exposure And so just having this moment, this like healing grief moment of like, um, being like, being well in spending time with other people because I am, I, I like, like I'm enjoying the self that I'm sharing with that. I'm, that's being reflected back to me. Like, I'm Perfect. like, Oh, that's me. And like, I like her. I hang out with her all the time. She's good to me. Like, you know, like mm. that, that wellness of like being with other people and seeing myself and also, and then also being able to see them. Cause I, there's some distill just distilling of like, what's just me coming back at me like being able to slow down enough to be able to see both those things happening being able to like really see them and see myself um like coming into that which feels so directly related to beauty and so directly related to like sexiness
1: um Mm -hmm.
0: so I'd love to hear what you have to say about that and I have like another technical
1: question yeah yeah no I think that totally is it that's the way it is the more um you understand yourself the more you bloom and you're able to sort of be like even a a more beautiful perfume and attract the beautiful honeybees, but just through your essence Mm. and your, I love the word vivaciousness.
0: Mm. So good. So tell us about what we want to put in our vaginas (laughs) or our anuses for that matter. And are they different?
1: (laughs) Well, generally (laughs) I'm like, you don't want to put anything in there that's like, man-made for lack of a better word. <laughs> now, that being said, I know there's moments where you need a tampon, you know, cause you just like, generally I say, don't use tampons at all, but I know there are moments for like, whatever you're swimming or you got some special you're wearing,
0: <laughs> Who know? you know, you're
1: wearing something very sheer. Um, but then, you know, you've got to go for the organic, you know, the organic cotton tampon, for example. Um, I'm also going to
0: include my favorite menstrual cup link in the show notes. Fun Yeah. Cup, fun yeah and like a, a menstrual, menstrual
1: cup. cup, those are good. Um, you know, obviously it's still a man-made thing, but you've got some other benefits and you're not getting like leaking, um, fibers, you know, uh-huh. all, I mean, the stuff with tampons is crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, just that alone. Um, and obviously, you know, and then there's things and sex toys and all that. So, you know, use your own discretion for all of that, but just know that, you know, there's going to be a certain absorption of things. And so, mm. uh, but if you have to use things and then you're using KY jelly, you know, you've got to rethink that. Um, right. But then I know too, it's like, sometimes you got to use a condom obviously. And you can't really use botanicals with um, latex condoms. There's the, uh, there's a one I can't, but polyurethane ones can, You can use vegetable botanical, um, oils with it. And then I believe the, there's lambskin ones that you can as well, but the classic rubber, you cannot, it will, it will break it with just like a coconut oil or something. So obviously I know there's choices to be made, Mm -hmm. but you want to be assessing the best choice and the best material when you get to those choice moments. Um, and then um, botanicals and probiotics and prebiotics are very good things to care for the yoni. So there's ways that we can care for the yoni. You know, I mean, even like, again, I'm not saying don't use toilet paper on your yoni, but there is like those fibers and the little, I mean, you know, like toilet papers, like kind of dip, right? If you just shook it in the air, you'd get lots of little fibers right. coming off. And those are all totally like bleached and dioxins and all those microfibers are, you know are touching that area all the time. So also like, and then also do you have a sensitivity or dryness or itchiness, or there's even a, a thing called vulvodynia, which is this mysterious itch and it's not a yeast infection. So There's a lot of stuff going on with the vagina. And if you've got stuff going on, like really scale it back, make the right, right choices. Um, you know, I, we use a bunch of, uh, well, I'm the only woman and woman in our household. So I, use, for peeing, we just use a bunch of, um, we have little cloths for that and we just wash them separately so that, even, you know, but it's obviously if I'm out, I'm going to, I don't mind using toilet paper once in a while, but it's just not about the daily touching of our yonis with this stuff. Cause so you have really, like cotton
0: that you just launder as like a batch yeah. and do you use, what do you just use like norm whatever you're like normal eco yeah, detergent with like that? A,
1: yeah, which is a little, you know, is a little mix of things like, um baking soda and hydrogen peroxide and a little like sodium sulfate free like eco soap and we just sort of have a little melange of tricks and borax and stuff that we use for our laundry but yeah it's fine and that's all they're used for and it feel it does feel a lot better yeah and and soap we don't have to like we gotta remember like the vagina is the original self-cleaning oven right. you know <laughs> It was made. It's a whole system. But once we start putting and applying things, oh, yeah, because I don't know if we totally spelled this out, but obviously the things we talked about, like the douches and the deodorants and the wipes and the gels, all of that has chemicals, and all of that's going to go into our bloodstream and affect things. Uh, You know, the parabens can be found in our breast tissue. Um, There's heavy metals, and there's things that can disrupt, disrupt our endocrine system, which is our hormonal system. Besides all of that, the, the ingredients in these stuff that actually mutate and um, sometimes literally kill different species of our microbiome of the good friendly bacteria. Mm. So the whole microbiome, whether it's in our guts or our mouth, the microbiome is as plentiful as the cells in our body. And the microbiome keeps us alive just as much as our cells. And that's sort of what's new in the past 20 years of research. And now it's, you know, more mainstream is that we all just thought it was about the cells before. And then we were killing all the germs and bacteria. And now we know the bacteria is good. It keeps the pathogens and the viruses in check and it's makes our whole digestive and hormonal and communications in our systems in our bodies work. And yeah, They're little bacteria. You are really a host of billions of creatures on your body. Like, you know, and they all have their own consciousness, just like ourselves. So, you know, we got a whole We really do contain
0: multitudes.
1: We really, really do. And I I do as one of my big thesis, like big overriding themes in my book is about, you know, our relationship to beauty and the cosmos and Mm. that, you know, we truly are made up of stardust Mm. and let's engage with that rather than that bottle of alcohol toner. That's not where the beauty comes from. Yeah, And so all these things disrupt the flora and the flora is so key because literally an imbalanced Flora imbalance, bacteria in your whole vagina, and when I talk about vagina, it's like I'm using it as sort of a blanket word because I'm talking about you know the 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 whole environment of it, and I know the vagina is sort of a part, but we right. kind of also culturally like the word yoni is just the whole area, right? Like vulva,
0: so, vagina, yeah, all, cervix. Yeah. Like how far does that go?
1: Yeah, and so in my head, I'm, when I kind of when I'm using the word vagina right now, it's just like that whole. Thing okay. that whole situation because um, that's the whole microbiome of that area. So if it's Does off, that go into that the could, womb. Is
0: that a different y- total? Like is uh, that... well,
1: it's connected because if if your bacteria is off, like you could literally that could be your infertility issue. Uh huh. Just that alone, uh-huh. or it being off could be the cause of the premature birth, or your gum disease, your bleeding gums, which is a because your mouth microbiome's off. That could be why there was a premature birth and that's why it's like really important it's not just like oh it's not cool because it's like toxic chemicals it's like no it's disrupting the function of your body and when I'm you know I may make a beautiful array of products and all these things and you could put cream on you know a cream for here and there and everywhere but I'm really also like totally not into body maintenance I'm like what's the least amount I can do and so my whole thing is like what can we not do so that we're not screwing it up so then we're having to overcompensate and we get into this vicious cycle like kind of if, if somebody does have acne and then they put a chemical on it or alcohol then they're stripping the microbiome of that area or they're over exfoliating it then they're showering in chlorine and then they're throwing a whole thing off that they're having to like or they're stripping with soap and so then they have to apply more cream and oil you know what I mean so you're, you're making a little bit more work for yourself because you've we've sort of the natural ecology of this area is being changed. And so we might have to do a little more work mm. to find balance. Whereas I'm all about like, what's the least amount of we can do to feel good and be healthy.
0: And like the very start of that is like minimize the attack. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's like, that's yeah. Like it's, you know, and I am really, it's like, I'm, I'm very aware on this peace peacemaking, like, new earth birthing not a metaphor composting the patriarchy like decolonizing the body impo- like reclamation and embodiment trip that I'm on uh, that that we're all on together right now um is this process of like if if our prayer is for the wars and the toxicity of our planet to stop then the first place that we, get to become responsible for that is like the war we wage with ourselves. And exactly. And I think about that a lot in terms of our like internal bully or the ways that we um are so aggressive to ourselves just the, uh, like the internal landscape and there's such a literalness that you're talking about in terms of the this uh, the, right this uh, this uh, like attacking our internal and external you know our skin micro I'm like this yeah th- this like even landscape. The,
1: you make me think of like you know how we women can like or you know men too I just know because I am a woman but we you know like looking in the mirror though and then we get a microscopic mirror or a magnifying mirror sorry and then then we're like looking at our pores and poking our faces mm. and like nobody has eyes that are a magnifying mirror you know what I mean? <no. laughs> but that's and that's like a metaphor for the standard of beauty that we often have for ourselves. Mm. Well, it better all look good in a magnifying mirror Mm. and it's, you know, it's not going to happen that way. And so while, um, you know, I, you know, I'm saying don't do this or don't do that, but I really, my whole goal too, is not to create another adrenal driven goal of becoming, you know, Mm. and not something that's going to make people feel burdened. But I like to just say first, yeah, let's stop. Let's just stop all mm. this insane stuff and then work to heal and seal the area. Mm. And then often then mm. the next step is like reseeding. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, looking at prebiotics and probiotics as oral supplements, and then also we can, you know, apply them to the vaginal area as well. If it's needed to bring up the balance, like you can make little, uh, probiotic suppositories that we, that can be used in the vagina
0: mm-hmm.
1: just to reheal the area, things like that. We have a bunch of little yoni oils that we make for, um, one is, uh, one I created cause right after I gave birth, I was like, Oh, I know what I need before I can even pee. Mm. So I made a really cooling serum. It's called yoni soother mm-hmm. and that's for like after birth or like if things feel unbalanced and if there's like itchy or cooling or inflammation, just when you need to calm and cool, you know the the yoni. There's a pedal pedal primer, which is for the time pre birth to get the yoni ready, so that you know you're hopefully not going to get any tearing. But a lot of that has to do has to do with position of birth. Like if you're on your back, you know that you're going to be more prone. It's not a natural birthing position to be on your back. Um, Whole other topic. And then there's a, we also make one called the yoni. Um, what's that one called there's a third one and it's like also just for like uh you know just daily care too because then you can put that on it rebounces after if you've used a bit of soap or just from all the daily like tissue toilet paper Mm -hmm. tapping of the vagina um Tapping whatever, however you want, and then, um, <laughs> whatever your style touching is, it. yeah. <laughs> and uh, then, you know, if you put the, the serum on in the morning, then you've got this like barrier, kind of like you know, a barrier the barriers we can create for babies and diapers, but you've just got like a nice lubricating layer,
0: yeah.
1: That also just, um, just harmonizing to the area, it's kind of like you know, yoni serum, like as we use face serums, because that area of the body after our years of sort of not putting the right things on it can use a little love. Mm,
0: yeah. And
1: then we also have like really beautiful lube, lubes that have, um, you know, cause then also, uh, other lubes like KY jelly and some other ingredients, they actually affect sperm motility. Right. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that's wonky with that area I mean that of what the products that have been created for that area. Yeah. It just seems like, oh, there's another area we can make consumer products for. And people have a lot of insecurities about that area. Oh, my God, I do a dive through, um, oh, my God, this whole other area um, in my book and other talks I've done because I have a whole chapter in my book that's dedicated to the Yoni. And um, in talks, I could do like the old ads. So some of the first ones for um, – l- was it Lysol or Listerine? Was the first? yeah first Lysol? Have you ever seen if any? Just Google the early like nineteen forties ads with using Lysol as a douche. <gasps> oh my god! It's like <gasps> like horror stories of women who just oh, like and they're all married and like oh, the husband s- just won't talk to them. Secret the aromas in those areas. Sacred grandmothers. Oh, blessings. Oh, it's so horrible. But oh. then of course people died. Right, you know, and then um, people then died Listerine. from putting Lysol in there, yeah, on yeah. their vulvas, and then yeah.
0: their vaginas,
1: yeah. And then they went to Listerine because it was gentler, or like Listerine's like, hey, let's have our turn at. It. I don't think they market for that anymore. And then even as you get up into you know the '50s, '60s, and '70s, and then it became a lot like, and they're not all douches, but a lot of them are. They could be powders or you know all those sorts of things, and it's all like about women's lib. Because somehow, you know, having your talic powder on your vagina is all about being empowered, and then um, and then just going through to the current ads, which are like calling, you know, frou frou and who like all these just total infantile names, mm. and the history just through the ads mm. is is just fascinating and jaw dropping.
0: Yeah, I yeah.
1: And the ingredients are crazy. Like you can't even pronounce half of them, and those are all going in your vagina. Not in mine. No, I love. Do you know that Amy Schumer, in one of her stand-up moments, she says, uh, "Vaginas are supposed to look and smell like vaginas. Keep your strange scented washes away from me, women's <laughs> magazines."
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and, and that reminds me of like also if you that that yeah they're supposed to look and feel and and smell um in in vaginal ways and my um what comes up for me is like and like if it does smell in a way that doesn't like f- yes. smell or feel good then that's also another sign of care of, yes. of like deeper care and signs, the way that we get like a bad smelling breath before we get sick sometimes, or, exactly. um, you know, those kinds of things are when people are really depressed, there's this particular kind of pheromone, this like panic, de- like, um, stress hormone that people release. And it's like, it's like, if you're familiar with it, then you're familiar with it. You know what I'm talking about? And if you don't, then you don't know what I'm talking about, but it's like this particular, scenting that we do because like a news flash, we're mammals, right? So like we have um, like these like animal primal communication tools, these like senses that w- we mm-hmm. are designed to pick up on on ourselves and to pick up on each other. I, mean, I think about my um, my cat and my dog and the way that often they would like in the morning and in the night um, would check on each other and they'd mm. smell each other's breath. And they'd smell each other's rear ends. And that my dog in the morning would check on me every morning and check my breath. Like my dog would come up and like, check me, you know? And like my cat, when she's like curious how I'm doing, she like smells my hands and she smells my face. Like that's how she's saying, how are you doing? Right. And she's like, I want to know what's happening for you. Um, And so it's like to, to recognize that like deep, 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 deep design, that deep wisdom and recognize that like there's a smell. Right? Like, it's, like, that notion of, like, there's a smell, like, that um, that is, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling fresh and fabulous, and that, like, that smell, it's, like, I like myself, I like the way I smell when I'm, like, turned on, you know? And then there's, like, a, like, I'm stressed and tweaked, and I don't feel great, and I'm kind of itchy, and, like, that's, is like, there's, I can't smell it, or there is no smell, or the smell is, like, whatever, like, that's all... That's all useful information, right? And so, like, demonizing yes. all of that information is really exactly what that is. Demonizing information is, oh, p- is, totally. is promoting, like, not being connected to the information that we're, you know, constantly being provided and si- essentially silencing the wisdom of our body.
1: Yeah, it's like trying to wrap it up in saran.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, uh. I just feel like I just have a million questions. So <laughs> one of the things I want to, you don't happen to like have on your website where your lubes are for sale, the kind of condoms we can use with those lubes, do you?
1: I don't, but really it is within those categories. So the polyurethane, you know, or if you just Google like condom safe with, just call it vegetable instead of botanical, cause that's more mainstream. <laughs> okay, just, good. <laughs> these oils. are useful tips. Thank yes. you. Yes, exactly. Or, this or how do we get the information? Safe with coconut oil and you'll get the
0: condoms save the coconut oil. Okay. Great. Perfect. Um, and, um, do you, okay. So you do, you also make dental products
1: Yeah.
0: and I am going to come back to it. Do you have (laughs) products for the anus?
1: We don't, except you can use the same lubes. Okay. So we have, so we have our Yoni serums and then we have, we have love butters, which can be used either you know the mouth the vagina or the anus great and same with the lubes and we also have a beautiful serum a shiva lingam serum Mm. that we just made a few months ago so that the men had their own or people with penises have their own special lube and that is beautiful we infuse tonkat ali in it and it's in beautiful with sandalwood nut oil and um I can't remember all the ingredients right now, but it's gorgeous. And you know what, too? All of those can be used on your face if you want or for a beard. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> super designed for that, but I've had like men put the Yoni serums on their face. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's all good.
0: It's all good because it's all good. That's the point. It's all mm-hmm. good. Um, beautiful. Awesome. Well, okay, so we've covered a lot of information... Um, I have two closing questions, and before I ask them, I just want to ask if there's anything else that you want to, like, say or bring forward that's, like, I don't know, that's just, that we've touched on or to come back to or something else that's on your heart before I, like, focus us in.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, no, just I've had so much fun, and I think it's, just, it's such a special area, and, and really it's good to befriend it and not, A, think of it as some, an area that needs to be tamed, Hmm. or that we have to somehow contain all those fluids. And those are, you know, in again, in other cultures and different times, all all our beautiful lady fluids were seen as as nectar, you know, not things that need to be sanitized and deodorized and captured. Nectars. Hmm. And so I love that you're helping everybody be more aware. Hmm. Thank you. 'Cause whether we have a vagina or not, it's just good for everybody to know that we gotta treat this area differently. Yeah. And connect to it in a different way.
0: Yeah. Yes. Like now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like <laughs> today. Today. Exactly. It all ends. It's yes. all ended.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. Awesome. Well then Dean, my second to last question is just um, you know, you've got this. I I keep referring to your online store. You, um, I just like, where do people find you? Where do they find you in the flesh? Where do they find you on the internet? How do you like people? Do you have a space or a forum that you have, uh, yeah. Communication, connection, information. How do you like to connect with people? What do you want people well, to... in the
1: flesh is sometimes hard because I live way out in the woods.
0: Great. <laughs> Good choice.
1: But I do. And we have, a, we have actually a store in Venice. And so I, I go there sometimes and we do in Venice, California. And I do book signings and stuff for our conferences. But until those moments, you can uh, connect with me on Instagram. That's my like that's the living libations. Instagram is one that I contribute to. And uh-huh. then our other social media channels, we have our team, but we have videos on YouTube and Facebook and all of that. And then our website is living libations.com.
0: Awesome. And, um, and I assume your store is in, in, in person is full of knowledgeable, um, oh, yeah. resources, people. And you I can only imagine your intentionality goes all the way through in terms of um, information so if we have questions sh- to th- just email people through the website yeah or we connect. actually
1: we're so we, we we get amazing questions and very diverse what you know because we're dealing with some amazing areas of the body as well as just skincare in general and yeah. oral care like you got you know I mean nope. we get amazing oral care questions so really feel free to you to a- and um, answer, a call, email us <laughs> anything okay. and we'll do our best. And if we don't, obviously we'll send you, we'll give you resources or, Hey, check out this research or check out this dentist. Um, and, uh, our, our, our teams are, we call them renegade beauty consultants. They're fully, fully, fully trained. And if, if anybody doesn't know anything or they, they want some backup, they always ask me. So know that, that my team has like full access to me and my knowledge. So if they really don't know, you will, you know, I could be in your answer, just not, the email might, might not be from me.
0: <laughs> Great. That is, we got we to, gotta, you know, I've really been talking about this a lot recently. This has been coming up, which is this, um, this pathway of, this notion that we have to do all part of the job, especially like entrepreneurs or, oh, yeah. you know, it's like that we have to be every access point. Like we have to be good yeah. at email and good at botanicals. And it's like, turns <laughs> out we really don't actually, we just need yeah. someone who's good at email and someone who's good at botanicals and magic things can happen. You know, totally.
1: It's that it's a really, I think as an entrepreneur, it's really a lifelong game of delegating because you'll mm. delegate and then you'll get to a new plateau and then you'll have a whole bunch of new stuff to delegate. So it's a bit of a game. Yeah. Um, And also the beloved Oprah said, you can have it all, but you can't do it all. Oh, amen. (laughs) (laughs) Amen to that.
0: Thank you. Awesome. Great. So my final question is, um, I often feel like it's like, it's a very assumptive question. So I like to do a little (laughs) bit of like checking in before, before I just ask it, which is that to me, uh, it's, it's not just like a metaphor or like sweet talk when we talk about birthing a new mar- new paradigm or um birthing a new earth or bringing in a new reality or healing the planet um that there's a place that there that we're real that all we're doing is really taking us to to another landscape um and that's very that's very real to me and um i believe a lot of visionaries hold that space so before i ask you the question it's like are we on the same page this is a good time for you to be like, no, okay. I'm not seeing it that way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I am seeing it that way. Go Great. Proceed. <laughs> okay.
0: Beautiful. Welcome. Great. Okay. Uh, so my question is, what does it look like? Like if we're on a bridge right now, what's, what's a, just a slice, just a, a snapshot or a sensation or a smell or a knowing or an experience of where we're going? what are we building? What are we weaving? What are we birthing? Like, what's the, that visionary, like, what is the land that we're landing on o- over this bridge? Um, mm. And if you can describe it in present tense.
1: Mm, that's fun.
0: Well,
1: mm. I think I had to preface it a bit. I think all our lands, all these beautiful lands are inside of us. Mm. And I do think we're all here to create, we're all allowed to have our own vision. So, you know, while I share this vision, I also hold space for everybody else to have theirs. Yes. But to me, because I'm a bit of a nature queen, I just feel like, you know, to me, the new landscape is, is kind of where I live and how I live and just extended apart, across the earth. It's where the air is sweet mm. and the water quenches your thirst. Mm. And the sounds of, in the air are filled with birds and crickets and all the creatures and you know, we're just really engaged with the elements and yet it's a modern time. Hmm. So we still have all our fun modern stuff, but we're just still, we're really engaged with the cosmos and allowing it to unfold.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Nadine, for coming and weaving with us and sharing. Obviously you're just a massive wealth of information, a deep, a deep well. And I'm really grateful for everything you shared and I'm grateful for your work in the world. And I'm super excited to go to your website and give you lots of money and get these (laughs) things in my home, in my bags. Um, I'm excited. I'm inspired and I'm grateful. So thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. All right, beloveds be well, catch you on the next episode, loving you, grateful for you and blessing you. All right? Peace. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. (laughs) Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episode will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it, and share the love with a rate or a review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram, at Sophia Wise One, uh, or come to my website, sophiawiseone.com. I am Sophia Wise One, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, Gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the biggest news and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash
1: Sophia wise one or through my website, Sophia one.com.
0: Oh. <laughs> Y'all know you need to hear that though.
1: You know, if you don't, don't know.
0: know, now, you know, if you don't know, Okay, yo, I'm so excited about Vagina Talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.